because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Grandpa, I know how much Eddie wants to win at that track meet, but I'm still wondering if it's right for you to help him with your magic. Now listen, with the Draculas, magic is a family tradition. I mean, we owe it to Eddie to give him every advantage. Uh, would you have uh, stopped Nero's father from giving his kid violin lessons? <laughs> no, I guess not. And uh, uh, take Samson and Delilah. Would you have kept her father from sending his little girl a barber school? Well, no. There you are. You can't fight history. We owe it to Eddie to give him the benefit of our family traditions. Oh, Father. You make everything so clear and concise and logical. It's almost like having David Brinkley for a daddy. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining, oh, high-jumping, pole-vaulting, shot-putting episode of the Monster Hunters, the only show that shuns we shun everything else and we like hike up our pants and lace up our boots and we trudge through the sludge that is a 60 year old sitcom (laughs) about a frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family my name is derek and of course i'm a monster hunter and joining me here in the man cove on the monster headed sectional of monsterism is the one and only shun dmc himself Keith. Hello, hello. KG, Shun DMC himself here in the Mancove. And then at the middle of the sectional, uh, he hand deep between the cushions looking for change. Mm. It, 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 I don't know why mm. you're doing that, Terry, but please stop. <laughs> it is the Dr. Dre of Kansas. It's Terry. I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, loose change for the, the vending machine we have down the hall. Well, yeah. It's and all Munster you, flavors. Mm, vulture stew flavored is pretty good. Nice. I raised the prices recently too. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I thought I had enough, and then I had to come back here and scrounge again <laughs> in the couch. Two twenty-five. Oh my god. Well, that's. But if more people would sign up for our Patreon, then Terry oh, could get geez, cheaper that beverages. Was not an invitation to be a shill. <laughs> that was. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm going to be the new panhandler. I'm going to be out there. Oh Christ! But here we are. Gents, yeah. <laughs> we did it. We're here for the fifth episode of this season, the oh, yeah. 43rd in the, the strong lineage and heritage and oh yeah, familial tradition of the Munsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This feels good to be 43 episodes deep. Or was 43 40? episodes deep. Yeah. But before we talk about 43 episodes deep, how are you guys doing? Pretty good, pretty good, you know. Oh, like you said, he doesn't want to be a shill. <laughs> so he's, he's being silent. No, um, I was just like, I was just letting Terry. But it feels that. weird me going first, but I'm oh, happy to do it. You know, I instead of taking the boat out here onto the main cove, I actually pole vaulted my way over. I've been practicing all week, so oh, that's I just didn't not to brag or anything, but I think I set a new record. Uh, you know, last last night I was out here at the man cove and I was roasting weenies on a fire on the beach and. The full moon was up just over the horizon. I saw the silhouette of Terry flying across the moon. I was like, oh, look at him go. Mm-hmm, Love it. Mm-hmm. 
then you hear the faint splash as I missed and fell yeah. into the ocean. Well, at least you fell in the water. And the That's jagged true. rocks are on the other side, so you're okay there. Yep, yep. What about you, what about Keith? You, Keith? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I I tried to come down and uh, hang out at the, the Man Cove uh, earlier, but um, I don't know somebody chained up the gate up front, and I I couldn't get through right away. Well, I came back this evening. It was unlocked, but I don't know. I guess you know, hmm. during, during off hours, it, it gets locked, and nobody told me about that, but okay. Well, yeah, I mean, the, listen, you can't have just anybody walking up on the man cove. So that's okay. true. That's true. And if I'm here and on the other side of the man cove, I can't keep my eye on the gate. So mm-hmm. I lock it. I mean, that's yeah. just what I do. I mean, I, I mean, it's it smelled like somebody cooking hot dogs. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was and, me. And I heard some splashing um, around and I was like, and probably hmm. just general jovialness because we, oh, were, we were, yeah, I was laughing all the way. I mean, way <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I, I mean, I just wanted to come and, you know, uh, grab up the the almanac volume two and flip through it a little bit make sure i was ready for mm. today and and stuff like that and you know a little little prep work and then uh, i was like all right well so instead uh i went and uh, watched roller derby instead so. oh okay oh, nice yeah. yeah how was the roller derby yeah it was pretty good some hard-hitting ladies <laughs> <laughs> nice that is nice yeah well, I mean, I, I keep my life savings in the, the cushions now so that's why we kind of have to keep it mm. key. Mm-hmm. well Keith, I'm glad you're here. I'm sorry. I just had this weird too. reflexive uh, cringe when anything is promoting anything that's I'm associated with. And you, we, we know how this works. I don't like to talk about anything that I do to anyone outside mm-hmm. of myself. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and I, I have no problem doing that. I know, no. and you don't. And and, <laughs> and boy, if I'm a, if I'm within earshot, I cringe, and it makes me hurt. Not because <laughs> you're doing anything wrong, but. I just don't have enough confidence in myself to appreciate the things I do. See, here I am on the wow. couch here at the Munster, the Munster I mean, Man mm-hmm. Coat. I mainly just wanted to get Terry cheaper drinks. I mean, I was a little shocked you raised the prices. So that's on all the couch at the Man Coat. That's a Patreon episode right there. Oh, we're not, we're not here to shill Patreon. No, we're not. No, we're no. not. <laughs> <laughs> but let's put that in the notes. That's a good idea. Nope. nope. No, we won't. We won't learn about any alternate universes where other things are being done. No, because we got to talk no. about the universe in which this shit exists. Exactly. Season oh, two. I wrote one, but oh God, could you oh, imagine? Oh God, no. The first season. No. Still had another. Episode forty-three. No. Season two, episode five. Herman, coach of the year. Oh, we got to talk about that. But before we talk <clears> about that, Terry recline because oh, he's yeah. going to get up and walk up to the mantle and pull off that dusty volume two, open mm-hmm. it up and read to us. <laughs> I love how he blocks the TV and I can kind of <sighs> still make out, uh, you know, the, the reruns of the office in the background, mm-hmm, but that's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> oh man, he dropped the chili again. I got, <laughs> I've seen this one a million times. I tried uh, figuring out how to turn it off. It does not actually turn off. <laughs> <laughs> but Keith's going to read to us from uh, Monster Hunter's Almanac Volume 2 Tidbit Factoid Fact uh, Psalm Shit Sheet of the Week. All right, all right. Uh, it would be uh, less dusty had I been able to get in here yesterday. Mm. But oh well. Yeah, yeah well, <clears throat> well, I also made it much dustier than it usually is. Mm. Oh, you got the new vacuum, huh? I do. Right. Yeah. All right, uh, October 14th, 1965 is when this first aired. It was a Thursday, 287th day of the year in 1965, the 41st Thursday of the year. Nice. 
Now, if we're talking Roman numerals, it's xiv.x.mcmlxv. <laughs> yeah. Dot? There's a dot in Roman numerals? Uh, well, xiv dots and then x. So What's it's the dot four, for? Well, it's 14 and then Points. 10 for October. And then oh, 19, like the 19, dates. Yeah. Separating mm-hmm. the IC. Oh, shit. That's, interesting. That's like that we were in decimal days. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Roman numeral decimals. It's like, holy cow. I didn't know that if you did the dates, you uh, just put a, uh, a period in there. So it's XIV sure. period X period MCM LXV. Okay. It does bring up how do you do decimals in Roman numerals? You Ooh. don't. Yeah. They only. <laughs> they didn't no, write there's no fractions in Roman yeah. numerals. Mm. Uh, now, there have been uh, 20,962 days uh, since this episode aired and the day we are recording. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, if you were a dog, say maybe an Irish setter. Was born on the same date, you would be 310 dog years old. You'd also be the oldest dog to ever yes. walk the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, not sure if you guys know, but the first human year is equal to 15 dog years. And then, depending on breed or size, eh, a dog at about six years old be about 45, uh, or at wow. six years, a human would be 45. And then, after that, it's about five to six dog years after that. That's how they figure that out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, this came out, like I said, on October 14th. So we take kind of a quick look at things throughout the week. It's starting um, to get so, kind of spooky. It's October. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so we got uh, basically this is from 1010 through 1016. Uh, 1010, the Supremes appeared on the Ed Sullivan show. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, on October 15th, the Cincinnati Kid uh, debuted in the movies. Uh, 1930s New Orleans, a Cincinnati kid, a young stud poker player, travels from one big game to the next, stopping along the way with various girls, is pitted up against the legendary champion, hard sharp Lancey Howard, in a high-stakes poker game. Stars Stephen Queen, and margaret Carl Malden, Rip Torn, uh, Joan uh, Blondell as Lady Fingers, for which she got a Golden Globe nomination for. That's Lady and then Fingers, not like Lady Fingers, like the sandwich or uh, snack. Thing. So her last name is Fingers, and her and she first name is Lady. Yeah, wow. first <laughs> name Lady Lesnar. Yeah, Lady. <laughs> so, okay. Sounds more like a Bond villain. Uh, this was directed by Norman uh, Jewison, and he replaced Sam Peckinpah. Now Peckinpah uh, got replaced or fired. Actually, he doesn't get credited. Uh, he only was on there for like a week, um, and then got fired because he insists on changing an early expository scene in which a girl in her underwear is massaging herself with a vibrator. He removed the vibrator from the scene altogether and had the girl lie naked but completely covered with a fur coat. Uh, the producer was unhappy with the shift in tone and fired him. So so he wanted to, like, tone it tone, back yep. a bit, I guess? Okay. Yeah, and he got fired. Wow. Okay. So yeah. this movie <clears throat> opens with the an exposition scene of a girl... That's an, an early an early scene in the movie. It didn't say it was the opening scene. It's just an early scene. So like a narrator talking over it as she does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, Steve McQueen, who plays the Cincinnati kid, he traveled from one big game to the next, stopping along uh, along the way with various girls. So this was probably All right. an early uh, girl in the. So he was probably narrating. wondering how I got into this mess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, then we have some birthdays this week. Uh 1010, Chris Penn, actor. Uh, mm-hmm. He died in 2006, uh, brother of Sean Penn. And uh, he's one of my favorite movies, True Romance. On 1012. Uh, he died? Yeah, he Chris died. Chris Penn did? 
in 2006. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. On 10-12, Hirokazu Yashuhara, mm-hmm. a Japanese video game designer for Sonic the Hedgehog. Was oh, okay. cool. Nice. Now, regardless of year, 10-14 birthdays include Roger Moore in 1927, uh-huh. Thomas Dolby in 1958. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the guy who did Blinded Me with Science. Oh, I thought oh, it was, I, I thought, thought he invented the Dolby guy. sounds. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he does the song. Uh, she blinded me with science. He does, like. does not go like that. Don't <laughs> 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 no. um, One of one of my, the more annoying people, uh, I think, in the world right now, Stephen A. Smith was born in 1967. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Uh, Shaggy Two Dope was born in 1974, and Usher was born in 1978. Who is Shaggy Two Dope? From the um, is that the wasn't me guy? Wasn't me? No, no, no. That was uh, shaggy. No. Uh, Sh- shaggy two dope and violent J. The oh um, Jesus from the insane clown posse. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, oh, you, that's oh, that, really? the ICP whoop whoop is is hitting our news <clears throat> for the week. Nice. That's that's nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, oh, uh, I was surprised. I was surprised it was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, now we gotta get down to the uh, very important part. Of this whole thing, uh, if you were uh, if you were born the same day as this episode, your oh, birthday yes. numbers are 10, 14, and nineteen sixty five. The reveal your life path number is nine. <laughs> okay, it represents okay. selflessness, forgiveness, creativity. Your philanthropist, humanitarian, does- socially conscious, and are concerned about the state of the world. Now, yes, all right. Your life path number represents who you are at your core, the person you are wow. spending wow. Uh, this lifetime learning to become is derived from the numbers of your birth date and influences your entire life so they calculate it from your birthday how so everyone born on a specific day are they have the same life path <laughs> pretty, so much, everybody, pretty much every yeah. like mm-hmm. days like they could be specialized into one like group i guess they yeah. keep like all right these are our leaders you know these will all become our government officials yeah, these are the entrepreneurs so a <laughs> life path number uh in numerology is very much like the sun sign in astrology now um <clears throat> your birthday is made up of three parts the month the day and the year mm-hmm. your life path number is essentially the sum of these numbers however you can't simply add up the whole string of numbers in your birthday the method makes it possible to end up with a master number life path uh master. when there isn't one or for a master number to not appear when it actually should what in numerology the master numbers are 11 22 and 33 these, along with the single digits one through nine, are the only possible life path numbers. Are those like the best ones? Like so, there's than- twelve. There's twelve total life path numbers. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my god! All right. So uh, while there may be different methods showing uh, how to calculate these, basically what you do is, um, you know, if you're if this was your birthday, uh, 10, 15, 1965, one, you reduce the month so it's a one. So at ten, it comes down to one. Okay. Uh, then you reduce the date, so it's a one and a six. Uh-huh. Um, and then you would reduce the year, yep. which would be ten, sixteen, twenty-one. So twenty-one, twenty-two. Uh, twenty-eight. That doesn't work either, does it? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, That's all right. That's all right. We don't need to understand. Yeah, oh, no. oh, 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 I'm sorry. Okay, so so that got there, and then you take that, whatever that total is, <laughs> and you add that together. Oh, okay. In the end. Okay. So it's not the nine. Yes, for this one. Now, uh, all right, I'm going to go with mine. I have a life path number of three. Ooh. I'm charming, romantic, and full of creative energy. People who are born with life path 
of uh, with life path number of three. Know how to embrace life. Oh, this is really not. Wow, this is nice. They tend to see the world. They tend to see the world through rose-colored lenses, Uh where everything else looks like opportunity. The chances for expression and enjoyment are endless. They have a tendency to be skilled communicators. They have a knack for coming up with and sharing brilliant ideas. Hmm. They make excellent journalists, bloggers, social media influencer, author, podcaster, podcaster. This is really off on me. It says someone enjoys an active social life, but they interact with others often. I hate people, and I have social anxiety. Um, this doesn't really seem to work for me all that well, but we'll go with it. Oh man, I thought it we'll was go like, with it. man, yeah, I'm looking mm-hmm. into a Keith mirror. <laughs> um, if we switch this up a little bit, uh, Derek, your life path number four. Mm, I've always felt like a four, yeah, yeah, you're a dedicated, patient, down earth, <laughs> hardworking. I, I'm an LA four, but a Milwaukee nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, people with a four life path number are a great source of stability in our world. Uh-huh. Uh, they aren't interested in rocking the boat because they know oh. that constant, steady effort is the surest path to their goals. Slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. That's what I've always said. Consistent in their methods and their said. moods, and they keep themselves composed. They experience a range of emotions just like everyone else, but their practical way of processing their feelings uh, hmm. keeps them from going to extremes. That is, wow, that is, I never fly off the handle. Yeah. Man, I love it. All right. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, T- Terry, what is what's uh, your uh, February what? 15th. Oh, you also have a life path number of three. Hey, okay. Same okay. as same as Keith. So yeah. a couple uh, of threes and a four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how this works so well. I love but, it. Uh, yeah. I knew you guys really wanted to know how that whole process worked. And uh, there you have it. And then um, I got to be honest. I don't really know. I still don't understand it. There you go, and um, please slam the book, Keith. Uh, I'm gonna just quietly set the book down back on the shelf. Oh, all right. That's the gentle starter's pistol, Keith. Recline, boys, recline. Because we're gonna slowly descend into the Skuma X dome. <laughs> yes, the uh, dome. The dome. Yep, the subterranean dome mm-hmm. underneath the man cove. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three men enter. One. Oh no, that's a different dome. Never mind. No, that's the. Terror Thunderdome. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Terror Dome. Come on down. Get, Get down. down. Uh, a little public enemy to liven up the day. I love it. Yeah, to lighten the mood. Yeah. We, we blare mood. that as we slowly descend. <laughs> Come That's on a... down. Get down. <laughs> you can get it. Get it. Get it. Come on down. There we go. Um, it's the Skuma and theme. And we're here uh, on now and in our Skuma suits. So onto the boat. So Captain Terry can take us an additional two point. Mm-hmm. What we determined seven five miles out into the ocean to reach international waters because we're gonna dive deep, deep to the gates of hell for another edition of Skuma. All right, so this episode was directed by Norman Abbott. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was gonna say it's nice ah, to see you again, but maybe not. <laughs> um, <laughs> feels like it's been a while, but I guess it's a great thing. it was like one it's of the been last. A while. Uh, since I first held your hand. Yeah, not me and Norm. <laughs> it's been a while, but last episode he did was Yes, Galen, There is a Herman. Which is one oh, of the, was that the classic. last episode? That was the last one? episode of season one. So it's classic been, Abbott. It's the one where Herman yeah, meets a, a boy on the street. The boy's parents don't believe that Herman is real, and Herman's family seems to think that he made up a regular human child. Um, and, you know, they, we've talked about this guy a million times, uh, but his run. Yeah. 
of directed episodes is coming to a close soon. With this one? Uh, this is the second to last Monsters oh, episode. He's got that one more. Then? Yep, he's got one more after this. Boy, we should. I think I think maybe they said you get one more chance, buddy. <laughs> well, we also have one more for No Strain, don't we? I think that's right. Yeah, we're getting close yeah. to his end of his. We're going to have send off parties for these mm-hmm. gents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A remembrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. hang their jerseys in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Pour one out that's for our friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, though he does actually come back in a few episodes of Monsters today. So if we ever get there no. someday, many years from now, <laughs> listen. I've seen the images that get posted on social media to go along with <laughs> Tivis and Mike's episodes. And I, I, I don't know if you could pay me to watch that. <laughs> yeah, but, this, I've seen a couple pictures and it feels like so off from what I'm already used to. Yeah. Sure maybe it's better. Me. Maybe it's better. Uh, well, it's a low bar. Go on. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll find out someday. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, this episode was written by James Allardyce and Tom Adair, another mm-hmm. couple of people that we have not seen in a while. I like these two for some reason. Um, James Allardyce, he's the playwright. He's got mm-hmm. the television writing, and Tom Adair was like his musician buddy. He ended up yep. writing a lot of TV as well. I guess I just like that I know that story. I, once again, it's a <laughs> I, I don't like their episodes necessarily, but I do just like their history. I'm starting to think maybe they should have like uh, tried not writing together. Like, yeah. uh, the maybe the music was really distracting. And, uh... Yeah, yeah. We have a. We only have this is the same deal. We only have a couple episodes left of theirs as well in the second season. Oh my goodness! So, uh, but there's like there's one in the middle of the second season. There's one at the very end. So, oh, okay. we we we'll, we'll we'll have time to prepare ourselves for nice their departure, yep. which is nice. But like I said, these two usually have credits together when they write stuff. But I found a movie that James Allardyce wrote. Without Tom Adair, it's called mm. Sailor Beware. Sailor uh, Beware. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what I always tell every uh, person who gets on the skuma before they buckle in. <laughs> Sailor Beware. You got that sign. You got that sign uh, above it, and I, you know, I, I, I tap my hand on it every time we walk into mm-hmm. the skuma. As a tradition, or your soul will get doomed to hell. But mm-hmm. um, oh, stars- that, that was the fine print on it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, the stars Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. I guess the whole premise is kind of just like a buddy comedy thing. They're in the Navy, they're sailors, and I guess Jerry Lewis's character is like a real chick magnet or something. Though, according to IMDb, he's like allergic to kissing women or something. I don't know. <laughs> of course, um, <laughs> it makes yeah. I mean, it's all very logical. Uh, you wouldn't be able to tell that by the trailer. It's a kind of a weird trailer again. Another case of it being kind of a strangely creative way. To do a trailer uh starts out with the title of the film some credits start to roll like the title the director the writer um and then suddenly jerry lewis comes bursting through the wall yelling everybody to stop he thinks that they're actually going to play the movie for everyone then dean martin comes to calm him down and explain no this is just a trailer they're just going to show a few scenes to get people to come back and watch it and that seems to, to relax old jerry uh but then it's kind of like a commentary track over the trailer <laughs> like they're just kind of talking over it uh, they kind of ponder why Jerry Lewis seems to get all the girls. Is it his voice? Is it his uh, <laughs> dance that he does in Hawaii? There's some footage of him boxing and stuff. It's kind of weird. It's kind of I, I just think it's so strange that these like old trailers like were constantly breaking the fourth wall and like doing all these weird things. Like compared to today, where it feels like a lot of trailers are kind of just the same. Like <laughs> it's just so such a different world. It feels like I, the I would love for somebody like to bust in on like a on like a key trailer today and be like, no, stop. You're going to show too much. 
Please yeah. don't do it. For the trailer <laughs> for Endgame, yeah. Iron Man comes walking out like, wait, no, you can't show the movie. And Captain America comes and it's like, oh, it's all right, Tony. It's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show whatever I want. <laughs> and then Captain Civil America, War happens. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's my then they boy, fight. Bucky. It's <laughs> my boy. <laughs> yep. And then they kill each other. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> who, Jerry Lewis and Dean <laughs> yeah, That's what I was oh. thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure that's how this whole movie ends. They just both die. Uh, but the guest stars for this episode are Emmeline Henry as Gwendolyn, the accident-prone wife, and there's Henry Beckman as Ralph, the husband. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, I'm going to just throw this out right away. Uh, you wouldn't know Emmeline Henry as Gwendolyn, the accident-prone wife, was a guest star because she's not credited at the end of the No, episode. she is not. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, but... She, I would say she has equal screen time, if not more, than Henry Beckman, Ralph, yeah. the husband. So that's kind of a weird choice, I think. Anyways, uh, Emmeline Henry has 34 acting credits on IMDb from 1954 to 1979. Her biggest claim to fame is probably her reoccurring appearances on I Dream of Jeannie, where she was in 34 episodes as the wife of some doctor guy on that show. Hmm. Her other big reoccurring role was on a show called I'm Dick and he's Finster, which I think I've talked about on this on the show at some point. He's Finster. I like he's that. Finster. Yeah, yeah. They're like buddies. Oh, Dick and um, Finster. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they like get into shenanigans. I think they're kind of like blue collar guys trying to get to the big life, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, big life. Mm-hmm. The big life. Yeah, as they say. Um, she was in every episode of that show, though, so she was a much more important character. Uh, she was also in a movie that I actually really like. She was, had a really sm- she had a small ish role. I don't know how small it was, but in Rosemary's Baby, which oh. I, I think that's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've never seen it, it's a horror thriller where you know a couple moves into a apartment and they're trying to have a baby, but of course their neighbors are all really weird and creepy, and maybe there's a conspiracy going on. Ooh. Very good. Um, definitely recommend that. Mm-hmm. Henry Beckman has 206 acting credits on IMDb from 1950 to 2002. Now we have actually seen this guy before in the month. What? I know. Uh, He looks familiar to me. And this is, this, it gets deeper. Like there's another layer to this. He was in hot rod Herman where he played a character with a very interesting nickname. You might sound a little familiar, but this Edfoot. Yeah. His name was a Leadfoot Baylor. So I talked about a lot of his greatest hits last time. I was looking at some of his later credits this time around just to see if anything stood out and it turns out he was a narrator in the uh, animated movie called Lion of Oz I guess the, the idea of this movie is like a prequel to the Wizard of Oz where we finally get to figure out the mysterious origin of the cowardly lion everybody was wondering how this guy came to be so this movie answers that he was in a circus before he, be- he came to Oz and I guess he wasn't really all that cowardly at all he was actually very courageous and this is because he was given a badge of courage which is like the source a of red all badge? His power. A red badge? Uh, I think it's gold. That's oh. It's made of like solid gold or something. I don't know. Right. I got your book reference, T. Thanks. So he gets this red, this not red badge. <laughs> no, I'm confused. He's got the golden badge of courage. Uh, and he uh, ends up helping stop the Wicked Witch of the East. Uh, but, hmm. but he has to make the ultimate sacrifice. He jumps in front of one of her evil lightning bolts. And knocks him out. This leaves him weakened enough for the witch to waltz up and steal his badge, which of course drains him of all his power and courage. Oh. Luckily, his friends are there to save him, but of course, he's left very much weakened, and he is, yeah, just a coward now. Uh, <laughs> which explains why he's all scared in the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So now you know, guys. Makes sense. Makes sense. Answers we needed to know. Ooh. 
So yeah, anyways, that's about all I got. So uh, we can all take off our badges of courage after being down here in the schema for so long, but let's uh, take them off slowly as we slowly head our way up. You know, I know it's the schema X and all, but safety first is what I always take, say. Take, take, them, take, take them off too fast. We're going to rip our schema. Yeah, say, did you say take them off slow? Because I yanked my pin out a while ago and oh. I, like a deflating balloon, I shot through <laughs> the water straight up into the air oh. and landed into the Skuma X dome. I've been up here for a while. Oh, well, I can't believe I didn't notice that. He bounced. Yeah, I, oh, I can't believe I didn't hear it. I'm sure it picked up on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I shot around the Skuma for a couple minutes there before that I made it out of the window. Was? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I thought someone was just cooking up some bacon in the back or something. Nope, mm. nope. Just me pinging around. <laughs> ping, 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 ping. Fair enough. All, All right. right. Well, I guess we'll meet you there. I'm, I'm just going to head into the into the what would you call that? The living room, the lounge, the Ooh, the lounge. I like that. Yeah, lounge. Yeah, uh, where the sectional's at. Oh, we we had naming naming rights for the uh, the lounge in the in the Manco, right? The, yes. The, well, I think the Skuma X Dome needs <laughs> the, like the Mercedes Benz Dome of Skuma X or Skuma X Dome. Oh, percent yeah. Bench, yeah. Would be nice. But wait, guys, uh, it's it's awesome because ice cream machine I just had installed is finished oh. churning. And the prime rib ice cream I had, oh, I had is not over spun at all. It is silky and smooth, uh, and I can't wait for you guys to try you it. You texted me a, that there'd be a surprise. You can see was... the chunks of prime rib in it. Oh, mm. it, it's like I want to say it, it's like cookie dough ice cream, <laughs> but instead of cookie dough chunks, <laughs> it's prime rib chunks. Oh yeah. And there's some mushrooms like, in there too. Oh, it's that so ooey gooey prime rib just <laughs> interspersed with my vanilla mm-hmm. ice cream is perfect. That oh, medium man. rare, frozen medium rare chunks of prime rib. <laughs> medium rare, yeah, it's cooked mm-hmm. perfection. Then it's put into the machine, it's flash frozen in a <laughs> ice cream machine. Man, mm-hmm. it is good. It's well, good. Well, horseradish mixed in with it. Yo, well, I I did make a horseradish chocolate sauce. Um, mm, that sounds over good. The top. Yeah, well, nice. it's, it's just. It's horseradish and magic shell. I mixed it together. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it just hardens. Yeah, and, it'll yeah. be awesome. It'll be crunchy and horseradishy. Oh, clean and a nice tang. Yeah, and then yeah. and then and then the chewy pieces of prime rib to counter it. <laughs> it'll be great. Of prime rib. Oh, I love it. It's gonna be so good. Right, Terry, so good. Let, Terry, let's get moving faster. Uh, yeah, I'm now I'm hungry. Yeah, let's yeah. get up there. Well, gentlemen, here we are. <laughs> Season two, episode five, Herman, coach of the year. Let's find out if this episode was anything special. As I read it, I'm like, Herman, coach of the year. I'm like, great. And then I see Herman offers to help Eddie practice for the track team. And I immediately groan. And as Keith said, this song, which came out on October 14th, 1965, and it gets a whopping, whopping 7.2, which is on the low end of the IMDb Munster scale. Let's see if it's lofty. It is. So this episode starts I don't know how, because the Amazon, now, I don't know if, well, I'm sorry, not the Amazon. When I sat crisscross applesauce on the kitchen table and went back to the past, all I got, I (laughs) came in late and Herman was opening the front door. Oh, that's why ours Mm -hmm. opened too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there was no, there was no title card. There is no stinger. There was nothing to explain the giant Uh, hole. I mean, no, there was the, the, I mean, there was the quick little title card thing. Oh. Yeah, there? but then there's a title card, and then he walks up to the door and grabs the knocker and oh no, no I know I don't get any of that right and punches his fist right through the mm-hmm. door. Oh man, um, because he forgot his keys. 
Yeah. See, I missed. I I missed that. I I jumped in time late, and all I got was Herman walks <laughs> in the door, and I'm like, oh, he must have broke it because there's a hole in the door. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because Lily says I'll get a new one in the morning. Great. And then there's some dumbass parlor yeah. jokes about money and going to the hole three or four times a week. No one gives a shit. Yeah. And then Lily lets us know that all is normal except Eddie came when ran and hid in the den. I'm like, well, the den's just right there. Just turn around. It's the thing with the couch and the no, that is not the den. Right. So Herm, Herman's mm-hmm. gonna fix this. He opens up the staircase. Inside the stairs is the den. Apparently, that's the den. Yeah. I guess we've never been in there before, as far as I know, have we? Yeah. That's where. That's where. That's the den of darkness that Aaron Rodgers went to the, for a couple oh, days. Oh, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers did his darkness retreat. And it's it is some sort of den of evil, I'm going to guess, because there's a fire breathing dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's where they keep all their gold. I don't know. Yeah, there's uh, got to be something in there that that spot is in there protecting. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So Herman opens the stairs. Spots goes bonkers. Herman's like, hey, Spots in a good mood. Eddie comes out. Oh, track tryouts were today, mm-hmm. and Eddie was so rotten he got the nickname of Leadfoot. <laughs> <sighs> In a previous episode, that was a good thing. I'm just it saying, it was a good thing. Fit. It meant you were really fast on the mm-hmm. on the racetrack with cars, but in running, mm-hmm. oh boy, to be lead foot, that'd be terrible. And Lily's appalled. No person will call my sweet innocent <laughs> little Edward <laughs> Munster such an awful name as Leadfoot. Mm-hmm. And that Herman vows. That's it. I'm going to train Eddie first thing in the morning mm-hmm. at track. We'll go. It'll be so good. They'll call you. Sp- B. He'll be his son. Now, Herman does some bullshit. He's fast as a cheetah, nimble as a who the fuck cares, and as graceful as a gazelle. Gazelle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just like your old pop while Herman's doing all this, he's dancing around. He falls and puts his arm through the wall. And then we get 45 seconds of Herman struggling with his arm <laughs> in the wall. And why, why does he pull the wires out and not just take his hand out of the I wall? I don't know. He pulls out some wires and they pull. It's like a rope. They're really thick. And yeah. he pulls the the light that's hanging from the ceiling up to the ceiling. He lets go, then it falls on his head. It the, the timing of it is so <laughs> terrible. Like slapstick comedy is a thing that's hard to screw up, I think, because people laugh at other people mm-hmm. getting hurt. But this yep. is so poorly done, you just stare at it and you're like, What am I watching? It didn't really seem like it fell that hard. It felt like it kind of no. like gently floated down. Yes. <laughs> Which I I was just stuck more on the fact that it makes no sense. I get he put his arm through the thing, but okay, just pull your arm back out and don't grab onto cords. I mean, it, let that be your first athletic lesson, Eddie. You can't win them all. That's how they should end in the episodes with the line that's, like that. that. I agree. It should have ended right here, but instead we get the banger. <laughs> <laughs> we get the banger. Um, yeah. I, 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 I remember Keith said something about. Herman's Herman's hole and how they made uh-huh. it look nicer yeah. on subsequent yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what he was necessarily talking about because I didn't see it. So I watched it again. So I think they changed the doors in between the different characters that pop out. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So and I was watching it again, and I think maybe only Marilyn. Like, so they changed it after Herman busts through because it's like a mess or whatever. And mm-hmm. then after that, it's consistent. And I think Marilyn's they switched it with a different door and then they switched back to Weird. Pretty messed up door, or that they're all messed up. But I was watching. Um, See, what's funny is like I watched, and I'm like, well, this is the same door because I watched in a very specific area, and I'm like, uh-huh. that, that's the same like little rip tear thing. I notice it, and it's there, it's there, and I stopped paying attention before we got to Maryland. 
Because I just <laughs> gave enough, up. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. What it, it's just, it's just over. Um, so like, if you're looking at Herman, uh, mm-hmm. it would be his right shoulder. Yeah, that's why I was looking. There's like a big like, uh, it's like uh, it. The rest of the door is all black, but there's like a strip of like exposed white. white. Yeah. Yes. Now, when Lily comes out, that's gone. Oh, I didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I've looked at it each time as well, wondering if maybe I'm just getting a different angle. Is it just like, on the close-ups, or is it when they're walking out? It's 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 only on the close-up of Hermit. Mm-hmm. Like when he walks out, it busts up, and you can see it as soon as he walks through. It's there, gotcha. and then everyone else it's gone. And I keep looking at it, trying to figure out if maybe I'm looking at a like if if the camera angle for Herman where it's at compared to everyone else, and and maybe there's just something else in the background a little mm-hmm. bit. But I'm pretty sure they like just fixed up the door and and moved on. Hmm. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I was looking at it and I couldn't figure it out. That's a tri- that's a tribute to the the craftsmanship, I think, if you can't yeah. tell. And I mean Yeah, then you don't know they're there at all, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think I think what it is, Derek, is I mean you don't quite remember it, but you probably pointed it out to somebody and then they fixed it. Uh, oh, oh sure. back in time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not in, well, maybe in this episode, because I think they filmed the banger uh live every time. Mm-hmm. Oh, they definitely do it live, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Full orchestra. So we come back from El Bingerino and we have Lily making the house messy with a backwards bag. <sighs> Classic joke reused. No, nobody needs it again, but I guess it's the second season. So you got to remind people that, hey, we're the monsters. We do things backwards. I mean, is this the first time though that we're actually seeing it like billowing out? No, like, she did like... it in another episode. I don't remember which one it was. It's mm. one where she's like, I can't even keep up with my housework or some bullshit. And, um, she's making shit dusty. Mm-hmm. Grandpa mm-hmm. comes in looking for Herman, needs him for a third hand of cribbage. I don't know. He's going to um, borrow it. Yeah. Re- yeah. Hey, Frank's a monster joke right there. <laughs> yeah. And the bad one at, be- at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guess what? He's out teaching Eddie track and field in the front yard. Well, Grandpa's going to go help. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, bring mm-hmm. your shovel. He's digging a pole vault pit. And that got a laugh and i couldn't figure out why i guess just the idea of someone making one in their backyard uh, i don't know front yard he's up front isn't he you're yeah, right, you're right. Yeah. bringing the shovel and it's not like it's it's not a cemetery joke it's not uh we're dead joke it's not a frankenstein's True. monster joke it's not a, a parlor joke it's he's digging a pole vault pit is mm-hmm. it because it's she tells grandpa bring your shovel like he just has a shovel all around <laughs> all the time? I mean, like, like well, I, I yeah. don't know. I think that's like the fifth rule of comedy is that digging is just inherently funny. So. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, he 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 walks out with a shovel during the during the banger. So, yeah. Have you guys seen the movie Holes? Hilarious. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's such a funny movie. Oh, it, man. it's I can't stop laughing. At it. Cut. Are you being serious? Every time I see a hole, I just start dying of laughing. Digging is inherently funny, like Terry said. It's the fifth rule of comedy. Cut to Herman. And then here we go. I'm like, holy fuck. I can't do it. Herman showing Eddie the shot put. Yep. I had some flashbacks. I'm like, and then he throws it over the same trees. He launched a baseball and kicked a football over. It, it is a just... That one at least seems to be repeat footage too. Like yes. once it's once it's far enough out, it looks the same as everything else. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, grandpa like standing on the 
the the porch and he's smiling he's like hey 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 yeah. like they keep cutting to him they keep coming back and then and Herm's like okay now discus but grandpa comes in it's like stop it dum dum uh let's make the only way to do is make a good track is with my magic i'm like oh uh, mother fuck yeah i knew now. exactly where this was going as soon as he yep. said that herman's like nah in true sportsmanship blah 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 some bullshit grandpa is like gives up uh it's like you always want to do everything the the hard way that's what he says too because he's <laughs> can't get rid of that new york accent it's like you want to do everything the hard way jesus christ man and he goes inside great yeah he, he sh- so he's basically being like hey eddie we need to get some performance enhancements for you yeah you know? yeah yes. let's get you let's get eddie some steroids get you get some juiced. steroids get him juiced up mm-hmm. so then we get this amazing tidbit herman wants eddie to do everything on his own merits great eddie wouldn't have it any other way great Herman's going to show how to do the broad jump. Fuck the discus. We were just talking about that. Maybe we'll do that later. Let's do a broad jump now, which a broad jump is standing still and just jumping forward. Mm-hmm. So okay. Herman does this weird little scamper and he, it's like a tiptoe to the tulips sort of run. I don't know <laughs> what he's doing. He's like, it's like he sees his lover across like a spring wheat field mm-hmm. or like a prairie and they're going <laughs> to run to one another. Like, I don't yes. know what he's doing. But he scampers up, jumps, and then in classic monster joke town, he drills himself into the ground uh, with his mighty jump. And, and maybe he, maybe broke a water main. Maybe or broke like a that. water main because his yeah. feet are soaking. And he asks, Eddie, help me out of here. Like, Eddie has the strength to pull the 9 million pound <laughs> Frankenstein's monster out. The yeah. best part of this whole moment is Herman's faces. He's like, he's just like, yeah. Oh God! Like yeah, the amount of weight you'd have, like how heavy you have to be to like one leap will send you drilled into the ground, like <laughs> up to his armpits. Yes, that that there's got to be some sort of math equation to figure this out. But I just I have to imagine it's like millions of tons. Yes, yes, yeah. Like say so, like that jump. I'm assuming they're in California. Would have mm-hmm. registered. On like uh, a seismograph, right? Yes, like, yeah. like, oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. The people thought, it, like, San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge is swaying and stuff like that. Yes. It was such a powerful attempt; like, it would have had to cause problems. If you pick up a bulldozer and drop it, I don't think it would drill itself into the ground. I no. think it would just land on the ground. Like, it, it would probably make an indent in maybe indentation yeah. of some kind. But but yeah. the, how deep he goes—that's pretty impressive. Also, like. What's the point of bringing up the water main? I mean, it's not, it doesn't pay off for anything. Nope. No water shoots out. No, nothing. But something else does pay off the shot but, put. No, the shot put. Mm. Because we fade to a shot put has dented a car and two people stare in amazement. And now <laughs> I paused and I said, oh no, these are going to be people. We're looking for the next track star. And I'm like, you oh, <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> I was ready to put my head in an oven. I couldn't believe it. But yeah. I started. But I, it's a woman and a man. I tell you, Frank, the cannonball came through the air and hit the fender. Ah, that's great. Wait till I tell it to the insurance company. So there is a shot put and a dent in the car. Mm-hmm. And the shot put is laying next to the car. Mm-hmm. And she says, it came out of nowhere <laughs> and hit the fender. And he goes, there ain't no way this happened. You had to have done something. Yeah. Right? He doesn't he, yeah, believe he does, it. No, he doesn't all. 
it's a woman driver thing. He's like, yes, you know, it's a woman driver thing. But how can he not? There's a fucking shot put sized dent <laughs> and a shot put. It's everything you need to see right there. Yeah. I don't know. Now, it's at this moment I had the theory where this episode came from. Okay. Who are the writers again? Aladice uh, and Adair. Tim Adair and One of those guys had us a convertible and they got a real dent in the fender. And then the other one goes, yeah, it looks like somebody threw a shot put in your car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's where it came from because the, the car is really dented. Yes. Right. And we know this show doesn't have a very large budget. And all of the props are large, comical, oversized <laughs> things created out of foam board. Yep. So they had a real car with a real dent. So somebody uh, had a real oh. car with a real dent. <laughs> that was yeah, their golden opportunity. It was from it was from some other show, and they're like, "Oh Christ! Now what are we gonna do with this thing? Like, we have to get in, we're probably gonna have to get a new one for like a different show." And they're like, "Well, we can't just not use this car anymore." Well, I assume it's one of theirs because they'll then they can write it off. They can get the insurance to cover it and write it off. Like, oh, oh, like, oh, like actually their car specifically, not yeah, like the um universal. You know, no, the car the their universal. car got a dent in it that looks like a Christ Allardyce. I don't know mm-hmm. what their first names are. <laughs> looks James. like somebody threw a shot put in your car. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. wait a minute, mm-hmm. we work this into an episode mm-hmm. and get the insurance to cover it as a work thing. Yeah, I I was impressed, like the fact that they actually followed up with the shot put being chucked and like making a huge explosion noise. I was like, yes, that I was like, okay, that's just monsters that, that I thought that was going to be the end of it. But then the fact that we cut away and actually see the ramifications for what Herman has done. Mm-hmm. Also the shot put makes a bigger like rumble than Herman jumping and landing and smashing. Yes, into the ground. It sounds like a, a whole neighborhood just got like bombed yeah. is what it so, sounds like. Remember when we had the baseball and that guy, Assumed should have been JFK'd as soon as they balled yeah. the <laughs> That shot put should have gone through the car. Oh it, yeah, there should be more than just a dent. Like the car should have exploded. I yeah. think that it should have been like a, like a cannonball and would have blasted through, left a big mm. hole in the car. But should have, like flipped it all over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that height of going over those trees and then coming back down. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it should have like. Like torn a hole through the car. Yeah, I mean, you have the acceleration of the throw. Then they well, and then it's going to reach a point of zero acceleration, which reaches the top. Mm-hmm. And then you have nothing but gravity and forward momentum, right? So, like upward mm-hmm. momentum is upward acceleration becomes zero, which reaches the top, but it's still moving forward on the X Z plane of life. Oh. So it would have come mm-hmm. back down, and it would have just been destroyed. It probably left a crater. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 And it would have like exploded and shattered shrapnel mm-hmm. going through all the houses in the neighborhood. Yeah. Also, one more thing with the shot put is yes. I did enjoy um, Herman hands it to Eddie and like Eddie can barely hold it. And he picks oh, up. He, he's yeah. flipping it around. just like it's a baseball. Yeah. Herman's bouncing it off his bicep and yeah. rolling around the back of his hand and shit. So now we come back from the husband that won't believe that his wife's car got hit by a flying foreign object when the foreign object is standing right there to another <laughs> thing you won't believe. Grandpa and Lily are making a skirt for Maryland. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. It's like, okay. Grandpa, they're, make, they're making it out of the leftover remnants from remnants. the parlor. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that they line the inside of the coffins with. How it just, makes great pleated search skirts. Uh-huh. And Grandpa's Ugh. got like pins in his mouth and scissors and shit. Yeah. A giant hook, a giant that, he's hook. Using, that he's using for doing the um the you know threading through and stuff like that. But it's like very large. 
not like a small like, needle thing. It's a bigger hook. Yeah. It looked like, it, yeah. And they're, but yeah, they're just they're all working together. So yeah. insanely unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. Because yeah. it just cuts. Yeah. After they go, like, Grandpa sewed it himself. You're like, wow. And then it's like, oh, now we're done. Yeah, I completely, I completely forgot about that uh, until you mentioned it. So, <laughs> yep, but is. I mean, this is just another example of they set something up and it totally gets paid off later. Yeah. Oh boy, does it ever! <laughs> totally. Yeah. Then from there we fade to Herman showing Eddie how to throw a discus, and my favorite part of this entire episode happens right now. And so Herman's got the discus. And he's like, "Oh, he's posing and like he's gonna throw it just like a Greek statue." Then Herman spins and spins and spins and throws, and the discus transforms into a football and flies into the trees <laughs> lopsided. Yeah. Yep. It is literally a football, <laughs> not going over the trees, going you know, well short of the trees. <laughs> so, so they are reusing footage. They had the baseball like it's a shot put. Mm-hmm. We don't have a discus going over the trees because my guess is nobody knew how to throw a discus. And then two... They had this football footage, but they couldn't they couldn't reuse the football going over the trees for some reason. So there's this lame duck football blah 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 blobbling, you know, <laughs> look like it got thrown ten feet. I'm yep. like, holy crap, it turned into a football. I had to rewind it to double check. I'm like, that's a football. And he's like, neat pop, but how you can get it back? My guess is walk the fifty feet forward and pick it up. <laughs> Fair enough. Herman's like, oh, I put my name and address on that one. Great. I'm like, so now these people are going to come to the monsters. Right. Yep. And I was like, oh, they're really setting up a lot of threads here. They're totally yeah. going to pay this one it's off. It's all yeah. going to tie up in the end. And you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, this is the perfect three act. Uh, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But now Herman's going to do the pole vault. Cut two. Back inside. Back to the <laughs> skirt making. Grandpa. Oh boy, if Herman wants to teach Eddie how to run and jump, he needs to use the magic. And then Herman comes crashing through the window with half of the pole vault. <laughs> my, this- my favorite scene, I think, of this whole episode was just him flying through and just sliding right up, like right by them. My favorite, mo- well, my favorite part of the yeah. scene is coming up in a second because he comes through, comes crashing through this giant window we've never seen before. And I don't right. think it exists on the outside exterior shots. So I don't know where this window came from, but it's like a th- it's like a big bay window comes crashing through it. Are they are they in Marilyn's room at that point? I don't know. They're on the second floor, I guess, because then Marilyn goes, Uncle Herman, where did you come from? <laughs> what? The motherfucker <laughs> came crashing through the window. You know where he came from. <laughs> he didn't yeah, just appear think? in the room. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this scene. Yeah. Herman gets up and brushes the big shards, big chunks of looks like sugar glass, right? Like the mm-hmm. brickable plain pane glass, glass pane off of him. And he screams out the window, that's the general idea, son. But when you get to the top, remember to let go. <laughs> oh, God, this episode is so painful. <laughs> Lily thinks Herman's pushing little Eddie too hard. Herman does his dumbass speech about not giving up because it is his duty as an American father. And now we get this awful moment. It's not a clip, but we're just, I'm going to describe oh. it. The camera pans to Lily and she goes, there goes a fine husband. And then it pans left and Marilyn's standing in front of Lily. And then she goes, there goes a fine father. And the camera still pans to the left and there's grandpa standing in front of Marilyn. And he goes, there goes a nut. If I've ever seen one. <laughs> I 
boy, I hated this moment so much. <laughs> this oh, whole really? <laughs> choreographed oh. nonsense bullshit. Boy, oh boy. That's nice. From that, we well, there's laughter. There's another because none I've ever seen one. Fade two. A broken windshield. Same couple. The windshield has a discus shaped hole in it. Not mm-hmm. a football shaped hole, but a discus shaped <clears> hole. <throat> And the wife, believe me, I was driving along when this flying saucer that's probably in the front seat went sailing right through the windshield and has a name and address on it. And should and should have probably killed her. Well, it depends. Was she in the passenger seat? It looks like it probably went to the back. She's driving, right? Well, that's the whole point. She's the one driving the car now. She's explaining like what happened. But not to through it. the pa- she's not from the passenger side. Oh, oh you're she- talking about the thing went into the passenger side, yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. When the when the entire window is shattered, though, if it went through, you know what those windshields they have, uh, it's they have like threads through them to make it so they don't shatter. I don't know if they did in the '60s, but (laughs) at least they do now. And they also break in certain directions, so you don't get uh, you're less likely to be killed Hmm. by a windshield. Uh, This was a PSA episode where they're yeah, must have been showing off the Uh new technology of windshields. But a discus is sleek, and and if it came through, probably could have just like cut right through the glass, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, yeah, if thrown right, like yeah. a saw blade, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, <clears throat> like a saw blade. I'm just picturing just saw blades getting launched into the <laughs> sky and then landing on people's cars. I would love that. Herman was like, "Oh, we don't have a because di- they have all the stuff just laying around for some." Yes, well, they, they have trick equipment like, out the wazoo. But it would be very monstrous if they're like, "But well, we have a saw blade here, you know, to just chuck <laughs> that." Like, well, I guess I guess if you're throwing, if if you end up throwing it, it kind of it goes up and it's at an angle, uh-huh. but it doesn't then tilt and come straight back down. It kind of like once it gets up there, doesn't it just kind of like start to it, it falls like. Where, Come wobbling down, yeah, and and and, and the di- and the disc is kind of like at an angle as it's coming down as well. So, um, like it's yeah. not like a straight, you know, wobbling but pointing straight down. It should it's kind of just falling at the mm-hmm. same angle it was going up, but in a like, yeah, because it. a well well thrown disc is kind of lands flat and yeah. bounces. That's true, yeah. So this happened, UFO right to the windshield, probably in the front seat still, right to the windshield. Husband doesn't believe it. But there's literally the evidence of both things right there. So, mm-hmm. but they're gonna have an address and a name on it. Yes, know? yes. Like I can't. You should be, yeah, you should be like, hmm, let's follow up by calling this. Yeah, form. I can't wait for these. Yeah, two central character like groups to meet each other because they've been spending a lot of time with both. So, and from there we fade to Grandpa and Lily looking out the front window. I'm like, nothing has happened in this episode yet. Mm-hmm. Except we learned that Grandpa is <laughs> an excellent uh, tailor. Eddie True. is doing the high jump now. Oh, did he clear the bar? Yeah, he went right under it. <laughs> Jokes. Um, he's done three events today and it got worse than them all. Great. Eddie comes in through the front door, sits on the floor. Oh, I just got to make it for the spring meet, which I immediately said, why? <laughs> <laughs> why does he have to do this? Also, this is this is uh, this is mid-October, so he's got like six yeah, months. He's got plenty meet. of time. Yeah. But I don't understand the motivation. It's like, is it to impress a girl? Is it to win the respect of his peers? Like nothing makes mm. makes you know that he has to do this. Like you think you try out for track and didn't make it. Uh, oh well. Right, I got yeah. I got all these other sports I do. No big deal. Sure, he's a baseball guy already. Like mm-hmm. and he's good at that. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess just the fact that maybe the kids are all like 
they've given him a nickname because he's slow or whatever. Leadfoot, I guess. Yeah, so maybe he has to like put him wrong. Also, don't like kids just kind of give like each other a hard time and like silly nicknames like Leadfoot or Shorty or Shorty, uh, yeah, things like that. Anyway, so he's probably not alone in getting picked on. He's other people like you know guy who can't throw the shot, but you know it's probably called Shoddy or something like that. I don't know. Now, what's worse? Uh, shorty or Leadfoot? What would you? What was the worst thing? I think they're equally both inoffensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, plus when when you get older and you can tell people your nickname was Leadfoot, like you just because I'm I'm fast. You know, yeah, I mean, like, mm. hey Leadfoot, I'll kick you with this Leadfoot. Yeah. Ooh, monster! Oh, is it because I have strong feet? Yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah. I've yeah. got kicks. I'll kick you right in the knuts with this bad boy. That's a Leadfoot. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm. Uh, my my nickname in like. Uh, was I think it was eighth grade. It was Thunder. Really? Whoa! Yeah, for because you bat- broke the sound barrier every time we were in. <laughs> no, it's because uh, the the grade school gym had the metal backboards. You'd see and, them before you hear them. And my my free throws would be very loud off of them. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. go off the backboard, and it was a very small gym. It thundered very much. It's had a very oh. powerful toss. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so the ball broke the sound barrier. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we had thunder and Leadfoot, and then Herman walks in to get Eddie to go for a long for cross country run. Let's go get that cross country, and I'm like, "What's well, a perfect defender? You don't have to be fast. You just have to have endurance." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grandpa's like, "Why don't you go alone and wire us when you get to Phoenix?" <laughs> That's pretty funny. And then Herman says. Funny thing about your grandfather. Don't know who he's talking to. I thought he was talking to Lily at first, but he's talking to Eddie. He's all heart. <laughs> he gives him this. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Grandpa's never done that since that one episode. And that makes me very mad because that was one of the funniest <laughs> things he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't that could be one of his very few things he does besides pills and, well, you know, other stuff. He didn't running really away do pills as much as he has this season. True. Is, He's more of a potion uh, guy. Oh, oh are, are we talking about Al Lewis or are we talking about Grandpa? Yeah, either way. <laughs> uh, so Herman and Eddie walk out the front door. Lily doesn't think Herman's training will be enough, but no fear. Grandpa's wheels are turning. I'm like, oh, God damn it. He's working on a pill. I'm like, oh, double <sighs> God damn it. That will make Eddie fast. And at this point, I was about to be done with the episode. <laughs> It's yeah, like, I can't believe we're getting another pill. I'm like, this is three pill episodes. Motherfuck. Can we also quit? Can we? Can he stop referring to what he does as magic then? Because it's not. It's alchemy at best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's a pharmacist. <laughs> true. True. Why can't he's we just have a good pharmacist? Old... <laughs> yes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I wish he just. Can we not have a potion? I would be so happy just to have a potion instead of a pill. Like. Pills just weird. Was, were pills like a big thing in the 60s? Like everybody yes. was loving these pills. Yes. Okay. So yeah. one of my favorite things about baseball is up until like the 80s, I think they kept amphetamines in like a candy bowl in the dugout. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like amph- amphetamine abuse was like a huge thing. Like they just pop pills to go play baseball. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's essentially what grandpa's trying to do yeah. here. Blueies and greenies, I think they called them. So. <laughs> We get this thing. Her, uh, uh, Grandpa's going to make a pill. Great, because we know how well that goes, and mm-hmm. I just hate this show. Mm-hmm. Lily is concerned at first, and then says, how strong can you make it? Fade to the dungeon. Igor hovering oh. slowly. 
Not to interrupt, but did Herman spank Eddie on the way out? Yes, he sure did. Like, get <laughs> okay. on out there, champ. Just slap on the sure. ass. <laughs> yeah. I, just I wanted to make sure we ever saw that, yeah. too. You can interrupt all you want when it talks comes to ass slapping. Fade <laughs> 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 to the dungeon, Igor hovering. Grandpa has the ingredients to make Eddie the speed champion. Great. And now we're going to get some between two and ten ingredients, each of increasing stupidity. Yep. One, a derby flown in from Kentucky. Dumb. Ugh. Two, yeah. a feather from the world's fastest ostrich. Stupid. But then <laughs> Igor has issues with this for some reason. Mm-hmm. And Grandpa's like, yeah, you're not a bird. You're, you're just a rat that joined the Transylvania Air Corps. <laughs> what? Uh, huh? I guess he's not even a bat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. bats look like mice with wings, I guess. I think, yeah. Yes, I don't know. I think Igor's implying that he's the fastest bird around, but mm-hmm. he's not really a bird. I don't yeah. know. I don't know one why a feather well, we have a derby and a feather. Both things have nothing to do with speed. Um but, but so it's a derby from Kentucky. <laughs> I get the so I, but, but, thing. but no, like like why not a horseshoe from the Kentucky Derby? Just a, a hat from Kentucky. No, like it is this. a derby for so mm-hmm. it's the it's a Kentucky Derby. I, so I wonder, is grandpa stupid? Yeah, oh god, <laughs> yes, he is. You're wondering? Yes, he's a he's a moron. Yes. Yep. So now we have that. And then Igor, a uh, feather, and the Igor's upset about that. He doesn't even have feathers. Mm-hmm. He's a mammal, he's got hair. True. Um, three. For jumping a bit of lint from the pouch of a Ooh. kangaroo, and there is the there is the prop winner of the week. Yeah, a giant thing. That's like a um, like shaker. one of those like old time old timey shakers, like you would use, uh, like with you'd see like people use powdered sugar. Yeah, and they're like putting like it on pepper, stuff. Salt yeah. and pepper shaker, maybe, mm-hmm. or like but gigantic Pizza Hut, and you wanted the sprinkle cheese, whatever. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah. We call it sprinkled cheese in my house. Yep, exactly. So then, and then, of course, mm-hmm. because the rules of three, it probably doesn't, it hasn't existed yet, but oh, yeah. the the age-old tenant of comedy that Digging uh-huh. Holes has. That's the addendum the, they added later. Yeah, the, the rule of three. So then we get number four, a touch of greased lightning. And Grandpa mm-hmm. shoots lightning into the cauldron, and then cool there's fact. a big poof of smoke. Oh. Yep. Now... All that's left is to convert this liquid into pills, which I I assume you get like two capsules. You fill one with liquid to put the top on. No, he's got a bottle of pill converter. Great. I I did. I I didn't. I enjoyed this next little bit still, but I don't understand is like, and Terry said earlier, like a potion would be a lot better. Like why does it have to become a pill form? Like, I don't know. And, and again, it's it has to be something tied into like people gave some like, pushback to him talking about magic and 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 making potions and stuff like that, and it being some sort of like a you know a satanic like panic type thing. <laughs> you think so? It, it's 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 got to be because he keeps referring to it also as magic, and again, it's not. You have made no. a pill, yeah. Um, usually one that doesn't work right anyway, and mm. you know. And and you in this case you've made it in liquid form and now you're gonna use something else that's gonna change the pill, which also I would think wouldn't that affect the rest of the ingredients somehow and messes up your know. your thing in the first place. But I, I liked the way that this happened though. He's got a pill converter. It looks like yeah. another powder to dump mm-hmm. in there. 
he gets an umbrella, opens it up, and it's like, be quiet, because Igor has umbrage with that as well. Yeah, it's bad luck. It's bad luck, but I have my reasons. And then the, he opens the umbrella and gets underneath it, and then the camera pans down. Yeah. So that way you can't see above the umbrella. Oh, oh. He, also t- he also tells Igor to get under the umbrella with Get under so. there, too, because yeah. here comes a stagehand on a ladder, uh, <laughs> because he throws that pill converter in the cauldron and then puff of smoke, poof, and then it rains pills like someone's got a bucket of pills dumping it on Grandpa. <laughs> And then he yell. Doesn't he then yell, Lily, Lily, the mad mad scientist did it. Has done it again. So you're not doing magic. You're doing mad scientist work. Mad scientist work. And Lily said something about mad science last time. It's like, I won't yell at you the next time you're a mad scientist or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I do not need Mm -hmm. to know how. I guess I never Mm -hmm. really wondered how Grandpa made his pills, but this just seems like so much work. I guess you have to sweep up all these pills. There's pills laying everywhere. (laughs) You know, those things are rolling around everywhere, right? Like, yes. I mean, like, I guess because there's a lot in that cauldron if you kept it in liquid. So converting it to pills is like a can put a smaller jar of stuff on the side. I don't know. Also, he ends up having a very small box to put whatever pills didn't fall all over the floor, I guess. Right. It seems like they ran out of pills very quickly for the amount of pills that fall on screen at this moment. Just and foreshadowing. One to one volume, then I don't know. And and all well, I guess also because you get that like little explosion puff of smoke thing, but then the pills immediately start raining down. Like, shouldn't they have like I don't know, maybe shot up first and then came down? Oh, the like how does burst the, into ah, the sky. Yeah. Why yeah. did they come from the sky? It makes no sense when the everything's in the cauldron, yeah. right? Shouldn't they, they like pop the... out like popcorn? Like pop, pop, Yes. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah. They mm-hmm. shake out behind something instead of putting something over their head. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's oh, well. for the prop department to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then we get our commercial break. Thank God. Like, it got to this point. I'm like, how is this episode still going? <laughs> Nothing has happened. Grandpa made pills. You could have condensed this into like three minutes. Yeah, three. you could have. Mm-hmm. That's it. There we go. This takes too long. Then we come back from commercial. We get the cl- a clip we opened with. Uh, yep. Back in the lab, Lois says Grandpa makes everything so clear and precise. It's like having Daddy or having David Brinkley for a daddy. But the- Keith, uh, yeah, uh, I have this one this week. Oh boy, um, I had it pulled up here. Uh, David Brinkley, he is uh, he was a host of a thing called the da- David Brinkley's Journals. Now, mm-hmm. he well, he's been a host of a couple different things. This is a weekly television news magazine and interview show. From 1961 to 1964, um, he did eventually go on to do uh, some other shows, you know, later on. But this would have to be the one that uh, they were specifically referring to, I think, because of the timing. Because hmm. he also had this week with David Brinkley from 81 to 96. <laughs> yeah, they're not talking about that. Even though it says there's only five episodes, so he just randomly had stuff. But he was an interview. Key, he interviews key political figures each week um in one of these uh you know shows that he was on but yeah um but this week with david brinkley is the one that they're referring to also lily says like father in a really weird oh father she (laughs) sounds like irish or scottish Mm -hmm. or something i was like what why did you have that like weird enunciation with that it's very dramatic stage pronunciation Mm -hmm. oh father yes (laughs) you make everything so clear and concise it's like having david brinkley for a deity no he doesn't ever no nothing (laughs) I mean, last episode was that the one where they, yeah, where they, I'm going to turn into a homing pigeon. <laughs> yeah, it's a homing pigeon whose home is the police station. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fade to Herman and Eddie at the table. 
Herman has uh, a baseball uh, hat on and a track jacket on. Mm-hmm. He's and like wearing Ter- normal Terry, human clothes. Yep. He looks Terry loves it. But Terry loves a good uh, costume change. I, I, I liked it. I was like, wow. Like, he looks like he's not trying to be a creepy Frankenstein's monster. And he's like wearing people clothes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but he looks a little disheveled, right? Like he just woke up or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're at the kitchen table and Eddie has a giant roast on the table in front of him. And he looks miserable. Herman wants Eddie to eat the roast. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, Pop, after the oatmeal and those six eggs, I'm not very hungry. Uh, But I'm the coach, and it's my job to make you eat the right things in the right amounts. Blah, 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 blah. Then Eddie says, like, oh, I got to go get my track shoes. Mm. And then Herman's like, no, you're not going to do. You're going to pull a fast one on me. I'll get your track shoes. And he leaves. And Eddie takes the roast over to the door, gives it to Spot. Yep, saw that coming a mile away. Yes, 100%. But we have some quality Foley work. There's like <laughs> chewing noises in the background. I'm like, oh, great. And Eddie brings back a plate with a giant bite taken out of it. Um, <laughs> but not like a normal bite. It lo- looks well, like it's a very cartoon. It's like uh, just straight up triangles broken yeah. in half. Like if you were to tell uh, like a one-year-old, not a one-year-old, a first grader is what we say. <laughs> or a one-year-old, I need you to draw a broken plate. So you have two of them in there. The one-year-old's mm-hmm. not going to get it, but the first grader <laughs> is going to draw like just yep. zigzags, like a couple W's in a circle, half a circle. Mm-hmm. Heck, I think that's how I would draw it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. But now if, you, now if I told you, now draw a plate that was bitten in half by a, a dragon, you might do a little bit differently, right? True, yeah. yeah. So, he gets that, and then Herman comes back, and he's like, oh, oh, you were hungry. And he looks at that plate, and he's like, oh, that's your mother's good bone, China. Be more careful. <laughs> How hard it is to get good bone these days. <laughs> what does that mean? Get I good don't know. bones? Yeah, I don't what know. What kind of bone? Like, I don't know. The- I don't, I, I don't, I don't want it. I mean, it's Harmony could get him from work anytime he wants, probably. Mm. What is the process of making transitioning from bone to glassware? Like, how do you turn bone? Like, do you shave it down and then have to like meld it together? A bunch bunch of little pottery kilns. I don't know. Press it. Yeah. There's a lot of glaze it. Maybe that's why Herman's upset. It's bone china. Sure. Motherfucker, Mm -hmm. this bone is free. Oh. Boy, that, there's a lot of connotations in there. <laughs> how do you even good? You know, how does it get good? Good bone. This bone ain't free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm Herman. Uh, all right, and then we get this clip. Oh, as the future champ and his uh, trainer, uh, Eddie. Grandpa has some uh, uh, vitamins for you. Yeah, uh, uh, hey, go ahead. Uh, take one. Now wait a minute. I'm the trainer here, and I will decide what my protege will take and what he won't take. Allow me to examine these therapeutic capsules here. <laughs> Boy, what are you, the fourth Mayo brother? <laughs> Guess it wouldn't hurt to have Eddie try one. Uh, go ahead, son. Uh, just one, Eddie. No quality fully work here. Mm. What is a Mayo brother? Uh, I assume the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. I guess there were three oh, Mayo brothers at the start of the Mayo Clinic. I have no idea. Interesting. Okay. 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 Now, there's a moment in that clip 
where Herman goes, wait a minute. I'm like, yes, Herman's going to call him out for being the third episode this season. The pills. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. If you're just like, you and are using like, pills for everything. Yes. Idiot. Nope. I want to need to inspect these vitamins. So Eddie takes this giant cap, not the same capsule. It looks like a tablet. It looks like a Pepto-Bismol tablet, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, before they existed. So he eats that and drinks it with some milk. Then Herman says, oh, I didn't find your track shoes. And Eddie goes, well, I'll get them. And then High Speed runs up and out to the mm-hmm. closet, looks at the closet, can't find them, goes up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, forever. <laughs> But like for taking like a pill that's supposed to like really speed him up, he doesn't, doesn't look to be moving all that fast, no. especially compared to like when we see Herman or like anybody like leaving the the monster's house like scared off and stuff, and they really are like flying along. Yeah, yeah. And he, when Eddie comes back down the stairs, he almost falls. He does, <laughs> and the canned audience goes, <gasps> <laughs> and then he goes down the front the stairs, out the front door. He's got the track shoes in his hand. And then Herman, Grandpa, and Lily follow him out. And Eddie runs up to the fence. And this is my second favorite part of this entire episode. Cuts to Grandpa and he goes, oh no, cuts to Herman. And he goes, that's what a high-protein diet will do for you. Right? And they cut back. And Eddie is now a 30-year-old small person dressed up as Eddie. And he climbs the wall. And you can see his gut hanging out. Shirts coming up. Hairy back gut hanging out he falls <laughs> he jumps off the fence and then eddie runs left from behind the fence where he couldn't see him past the gate mm-hmm. and, uh, oh god no and then herman goes just shows you what a high protein diet can do mm-hmm. and i'm like oh this is so great we had discus turn into a football and eddie turned into a into a stunt double and it was well, amazing that's the side effects of the pills you eat a, yeah that's too many what of those. <laughs> he's gonna have a beard or something afterwards <laughs> fade to herman is dusting the mantle but it's almost time for the track meet herman I'm like oh time has passed uh, <laughs> lots of time actually yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's clearing off space for the plaques and the trophies he's turning the living room into a trophy room <laughs> well he doesn't want herman taking all the credit your head gets any bigger, you'll pop your bolts again. Oh, quality Frankenstein monster joke. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that mm-hmm. one yet. That's no. kind of nice. Herman's like, well, I insist I'll be there at the finish line. And I'll insist they take a picture of Eddie alone. And <laughs> I actually enjoyed this <laughs> because a too. picture of Herman telling <laughs> if there's a picture of Herman insisting they take a picture of Eddie alone, it's a good human interest story. Yeah. Like <laughs> he wants a picture of him telling Eddie to take a, a picture, picture alone. Yes. <laughs> that's a really yeah that's pretty good and then so like well let's go get Eddie 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 and then grandpa comes in Lily Lily <laughs> <laughs> the pills are gone what pills <laughs> oh those pills Eddie has been taking oh yeah. they don't matter no you those vitamins oh they don't matter like, no you idiot those go-go pills have been giving Eddie a speed and then Herman's like no no it's not true. That's impossible. impossible. And Grandpa goes, search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and Herman goes, darn, darn. Herman genuinely like feels like he got his mind like shattered because of this. Like, yes, I'm not, I don't think we've ever seen him this like because, you know, he goes, darn, darn. This feels like it's 
real. Like it usually, was like darn, darns. darn, darn is like a fake, like oh, classic Herman saying darn. But this time it's like, wow, he's hit hard by this it revelation. Was a bunch of darns. But Grandpa's like, boy, I hope Eddie has built up. He's been taking them all week. Hope he has a reserve built up. And they're like, why? Here comes Eddie now. And they don't show Eddie because they fade to the Mockingbird Heights school field, field, school field. Yep. And I'm like, oh, something has happened to Eddie. He does have a beard. Or maybe he's like an old man. And he's really slow. Or something <laughs> is terribly wrong with Eddie because they didn't show him. Yeah. I'm like, right. oh, it's going to pay off. Maybe all the kids are running around hyper now and like, Oh, he shared oh, them yeah. with shared the, the vitamins and stuff. Yeah, that would yeah. be a very mm-hmm. good twist on. Oh, Keith, that is a great idea. Wow. And the pills are supposed to make him stand out from everybody else, but instead he shares them with everyone, so he still is going to end up looking slow. Yeah. That would be. He became yeah. the, the pill dealer at school, and he has mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> he these crazy vitamins. All right, so we get to the track meet again. Lily, Marilyn, and Grandpa are in stands. They're like, oh my god, somebody's going to see Lily and freak out again. Nope, not this time. But they're like, where's Herman? Well, if they look straight down, he's on the infield just below the stands. Yep. Because <laughs> Karen pans down, Herman's on the infield, and he's going to participate in the 100 yard dash. Look, he's winning. My pills are still working. Eddie sets a record and wins. And he ran with sped up camera, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. And Eddie wins the long jump, but not a very long jump at all. Mm, nope. And then Eddie wins the high jump. With not a very high jump at all. Nope. And then Eddie wins everything. Herman says it's the proudest day of his life. And he's like, oh, I'm real proud of you too, Pop. But you know what? I wish you could be everyone's coach because the eighth graders need to win the high hurdles or some shit. And mm. I know exactly what is going to happen right now. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly, yep. I know what is going to happen before it happens. Mm-hmm. And I hate this show. And he's like, I, no. I was kind of smiling. This was like, I thought this was kind of funny. A good oh, monsters God. twist on the, the the track meet. Well, why don't you go, Dad? Can you go over and talk to Jimmy Buckets or Jimmy, Jimmy, Buckets. Jimmy Buffett? Or whatever I Jimmy yeah. Buffett. I give him pep talk before they start. He's number fourteen. I'm like, okay. Aaron walks over. And he's like, <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Biscuits or whatever his name is. It doesn't matter. And then the kid, unexplicably. Walks away from the starting line, turns around, walks away from the starting line, turns to Herman, sees his nostril paint, turns <laughs> around and starts running. And before he gets to the starting line, the starter's pistol is fired. So mm-hmm. unlike anyone else in the race, he gets his running start. Mm-hmm. The pistol fires. I, I mean, I got it from my couch. I started running. I'm just so used to <laughs> I hear that noise. Yeah. It's time to go. The starter pistol is fired. Jimmy wins the hurdles and runs out of the stadium. Herman looks pleased. So normally kids aren't bothered by Herman. Mm-mm. So is there so there, is there like a certain point like if you hit a certain age like maybe maybe Jimmy Jimmy buckets is, is, four, yeah. is 14 now. Yeah. yeah, he's he's 14 and he now is can officially be scared by Herman. If he's still 13 it would've been fine. But what if it's mm-hmm. tied directly to puberty? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's got to be it. Yeah. Like cuz he said this was 8th grade, right? Is that what he said? Yeah. Those are 8th graders, yeah. Yep. It happened. You're right on you're right on it. It's probably what it is. Prepubescent like yeah. loves the monsters. Puberty, you have zits wow. and an a, a unfounded fear of <laughs> nostril paint. Yep. Well, if only we could go back in time, all of us to pre I think we'd like to show them yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks pleased. Jeez, Pop, you did it again. 
you're the greatest coach in the world. I do have a certain touch. I just wish I knew what it was. <laughs> Final wow, commercial wow. break. Now, remember, credits can wrap mm-hmm. at any moment. Now, I, can, I would love a Herman coaching the team episode. I think that would be fun. Yes. It's a good idea. The family sitting around. Herman reading the paper. Eddie asked Grandpa, what pills? And Herman is acting confused. Pills? 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 Yeah. Oh, those vitamins? I stopped taking them because the pretty much because the first one was awful. But Herman's like, pills? What pills? Pills? Like, it's almost <laughs> like they filmed this scene. Mm-hmm. And then they wrote the rest of the script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know how Herman acts confused about these pills, but he does. He's like, well, I stopped taking those. They they, they sucked ass, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie won because his pop looks so sad. And he goes Aww. and gets all the pills from under the couch. Herman gloats. <laughs> Lily asks for the magic speed pills. I mean, those magic go-go pills. But again, these are only the ones that they have given him for the week. Yes. Where are the rest of them? There's like thousands. The there should be thousands. Yes. Yeah. The fact that they were worried they ran out. Like I was like, how many pills are <laughs> they giving the, Eddie? I couldn't figure out how much time had passed, right? <laughs> it had been like three years. Oh, those pills he gave me on Monday? Oh, yeah, they <laughs> yeah. suck. But like, but like, I mean, in addition to all the ones that are just laying downstairs, like Grandpa had a full box of them. So if they've just been doling them out one at a time to Eddie each yeah. day and then they were looking for the rest of the box <laughs> why does he have a separate box underneath the couch I, I that should know. only have like four pills in it there, yeah. there's a there's a lot of fish like it, it, it should almost, not have come as it should have come as a surprise that you're running out of pills like they could have made more if you knew they're running out yeah. like <laughs> the day before giving eddie's last pill oh we're out of pills weird but see when they were gone mysteriously i thought something had eaten them Spot, yeah Marilyn. Oh. What if Marilyn took it to a party? Like she, oh yeah, (laughs) my grandpa makes really crazy stuff, guys. (laughs) There's a bunch of twenty somethings running sprints around the block. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knows? But Lily takes those pills and throws them out the window. Says some shit about that a lesson. Eddie's Mm -hmm. going to grow up to be an average American boy. Grandpa's like, that's ridiculous. Have you seen uh, the normal Mm -hmm. average American boy? Herman agrees with Lily. And he doesn't think the Agogo pills were any good anyway. <laughs> More mm-hmm. hoops. And then we can see outside there's a cat eating the pills. I'm like, okay. And then a dog comes up. And then the cat growl- growls like a lion at the dog. Oh, okay. Then the dog runs away scared. And the cat chases the dog up a tree. Everybody's running normal speed. Two, two different cats, though. Two different right? cats. One sheepdog. Whatever. What 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 kind of dog did you say earlier on, Keith? Uh, I, I uh, oh, uh, Yorkie. Uh, no, you didn't say Yorkie. Oh, and I and I setter. That's exactly what kind of dog that is. Yeah. Um. But no, I thought that the cat that's originally eating the pills is not the same type of cat that's chasing mm-hmm. after the dog. Possible. I I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. I lost interest instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to train cats. You got to get one trained specifically to eat pills, and then you got to get one trained specifically <laughs> the to eat pills. Chase killed dogs. the first cat. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get another cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but they're all running at normal speed, right? But the dog goes up a tree and is sitting in a tree. And then we yep. spin to the car again. And I thought the tree maybe had fallen into the car. Like, oh, they can't the knock dog. the tree down. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yes. No, the woman just drove the car into a lamppost, and the husband's there. And she mm-hmm. did it because she saw a cat chase a big dog up a tree. And then he's like, Gwendolyn, that does it. You are now off the road for life. 
And he walks over, rips the steering wheel and the steering column out of the car, throws yeah. it in the street. Dang. Credits. This was a long, like, post, like, ending bit thing that they do every time. Yes. You know, like, this, this is a long, ever. This is a long episode. Like, yeah. Feels it doesn't so seem that bad. Like, this recap has been going on. And I'm like, oh my God. That only happened at like 15 minutes in. <laughs> like, still, yes. It's a yeah, long it, recap. It, it is rough. Um, I do like the fact, though, that they came back for the uh, the rule of three with those those people. Yeah, the first time ever. Maybe they invented yeah. the rule of three. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is when they added it. They're like, let's get rid of the the digging rule. Like, that's that's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's switch it with rule of three. Yeah. What if they originally had like eight scenes of those two, and they had to cut <laughs> five of them for time? Uh, uh, he throws the javelin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spears her cousin or something. You're telling me that this spear came flying out of the sky and pierced the tires? Oh, no. (laughs) You're telling me that this Frankenstein monster just leaped from the sky and landed (laughs) down in the backseat of our car? Oh, God. There's just too much going on. What do you think about this one, guys? Oh, this. Well, I usually go, well, that was it. Season one or season two, episode five, Herman Coach of the Year. What'd you guys think? Uh, th- this is rough. I mean, yes. it's again, it's um, Eddie getting picked on at school for a sport thing. I mean, is, again, is he at another new school or something? I mean, I just thought baseball was his thing, and, yeah, I don't know. and he was doing okay with that. And oh, mm-hmm. uh, the just referring to making pills as magic over and over again is just just say you're don't just don't use the term magic anymore. Yeah. Um, but overall, just, yeah, such a waste of an episode, I think, because they had so many other ways you could go. Broken water main and uh, a few other different, like, little things here and there that they could have gone with. Uh, Herman training Eddie, I think, is a really good idea. Like, that, I think that's a good episode idea. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the grandpa wants to make a pill, I've rolled my eyes. I was like, really? This is this is the solution to every single problem so far feels like in this season and even like half the episodes in last season, it seems like the first solution they come to that's just getting kind of old. I think Um, it's an okay. It's boring. It's a boring episode. I guess it's not that okay. If it's boring, like even when they're bad, sometimes they're digestible and not that like in the moment, they're not that boring. This one, I kind of felt a drag, especially that ends the last like section of after the commercial break, it went so long. I was like, dear God, this is usually like a <laughs> two minute, three minute clip. Like this went on for like maybe four or five minutes. It felt like, yeah, but yeah, this is definitely one of the lower tier episodes for me. I think I didn't like it. Yeah. Agreed. Both same. I hate it. Um, Herman training. Eddie is the same as the football episode is the same as the uh golf episode the golf episode yep true it's just like i'm gonna do stuff i'm gonna explain what i'm doing and when Mm -hmm. i do it it's gonna be fucking nuts and everybody's gonna go bonkers for it he wasn't even wearing like a cool outfit he could have been doing that at least but he wasn't doing that (laughs) yeah sure it's like tracksuit herman yeah and they oh man him in like a cool uh, i know i know adidas didn't like exist yet but herman monster like rocking like a cool like adidas like striped uh with the stripes on the side and everything. Yeah. Uh, tracks would be super cool. The clamshell sneakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kangol. Uh, <laughs> Gold so, chain. 
Hated it. Hated everything about this episode pretty much. There was nothing very funny about this episode in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Um, except for the stuff that was unintentionally funny, like the mm. discus turning into a football and and the uh, and Eddie turning into a little person climbing over the fence. Mm. Um, we know what we thought of it. What did our uh, homeboy R.I.P. Mm. C.C. the movie man hyphen one <laughs> think? Yep. In mm. March 13th, 2008. I say he he gave this a nine out of ten. So it's gonna be my I'm, guess. I'm gonna guess seven. A nice twist at the end oh. saves the episode. A twist at the end saves it. Interesting. Recap: Leadfoot. Recap: Starting tomorrow and turn him into a track star. Recap: Can't do much right. Recap: Grandpa with a familiar solution. My magic pill. There is an interesting twist at the end of the story regarding those pills and Herman's track coaching. Overall, really? there aren't a lot of laughs in this one, but it's pleasant enough with a nice feel-good ending. Six out of ten. Six? Oh! He did not that, like this. That is no, probably his worst-rated episode so ever. So far. Yes. Wow. That is Ooh. awesome. I'm, like, hyped. I never thought he'd go below seven. This is awesome. <laughs> CC the I, movie, man. Hyphen mm. one. Yes. Six out of ten. Four out of four found it helpful. <laughs> I might go find the helpful too. I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. my god, that's like that's kind of a relief to hear. Like it, even it when is. like the monster diehard guy who's giving it constant nine out of ten, eight out of ten, says it's a six out of ten. Yeah. You know that I feel a little vindicated with that. You know they done fucked up with this one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they, they, there ain't no coming back from this. No. I feel like the show is in its death throes and we're five episodes in season two and yeah. there's still 27 more to go. Oh, like, no. yeah. Like they already got the notes from the studio that this is it. Yeah. They're just like, we got a 32 episode contract. We got to fulfill. It's just, man, that's it why. is rough. Mm-hmm. Well, even though every cloud has a silver lining, right? So even in this giant, uh, oh, that's true, big mm. dog shit pile floating in the sky, uh-huh. what do we look at and go, huh? Maybe I'll come back one more time to see what's. <laughs> maybe, maybe it wasn't all that bad. Huh. Hmm. This is gonna be a tough one. I I'm gonna go first. Mm. I'll, I'll say how how many more times can Eddie's stunt double appear? I hope he appears in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's in the next one. Maybe mm-hmm. he, like faces off with him or something like that. Maybe there's like a kid in oh. school that looks like Eddie, but it's really a, oh. a grown man that's a short person. That's a great idea. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want that episode so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't hold your breath. Eddie versus evil Eddie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's got like an evil beard like Eddie did. Before. Got the goatee. Got the goatee. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now that's kind of what I want to look forward to next time, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably say I'm. I have to, like, in my heart, like, they're just burning through all the pill episodes so that eventually they're not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I feel in my heart, I'm like, this has to be the last time. Like that, at least for a while. I think this is the time they're going to take a break. They got out of their system. They're using the pills. They really showed us everything they got with this pill thing this time. They even showed us how the pills are made. Uh, I think that this is 
they fully explored it at this point. They have truly gone into the depths and shown us exactly how Grandpa goes down and builds a pill. So I think that maybe we'll take a break <laughs> from that from now on. I'm hoping that that couple is going to come back again. Oh boy! Yeah. And then have more like reoccurring things, like something like crashing into the car or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, but oh oh, but like this time it's it keeps happening to him. Mm. And, oh, and then she's like, and she's like, oh, now, now you want to believe me, type, mm-hmm. type deal, like Being having snarky like about that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, it, that'd be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. a fun new side character that yeah that shows up and yeah, like the neighbors that always get angry at Herman and the monsters. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because yeah. that's kind of wild that they don't actually meet the monsters at all. Like the fact that they had their name and address and it wasn't just this random thing happening. Mm-hmm. Like they literally had all the <laughs> yeah. information they needed for some reason. Why even add that tidbit? Like if they're not going to meet them, right? Like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. I don't get that either. Uh, yeah. They had the opportunity. They had the opportunity to make that a story, but they didn't. Oh, well. unless next episode is the, where they get the revenge. They come to the monster's house and <laughs> mm-hmm. try so hold to your take breath, Terry. But maybe mm-hmm. it will be. We'll, we'll yeah. hold out hope and, Mm-hmm. Fire it up again next week, and certainly a lot of potential. You know, Un- unfortunately, yeah. we will find out. Well, boyos, got anything good this week? I don't. Nah, no, mm-hmm. no, not not right now. All right. Well, with that said, we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode, right? Yeah, yeah, with a bottle oh. of pills, yeah, compl- down. Com- complaining about the monsters. I oh, think well, we kind of did that. Fill every episode that we yeah. need to end this episode. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh. Man, this is going to make stories out of videos. The rest home for deranged scientists? Yes. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.